Well, whether or not 50 years feels like a long time, honestly, it's all a matter of perspective. You know, if you're a teenager, 50 might seem like a a really long time. If you're in your retirement years, well, 50 might feel like a, a blip on the timeline. But half a century working and serving at the same place, now that's significant. And it's a milestone recently accomplished by Phil Bear, a vocal music instructor at Lincoln Christian. This morning, we are looking forward to connecting with Mr. Bear about what God's been doing in and through his life, as well as the power of music in our lives. Phil, welcome to the Morning Conversation. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. Yeah. Can I call you Phil? Do I need to call you Mr.? Uh, <laughs> I think Phil will be fine right. for you. Awesome. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. I heard about the worldview, of course, but you know, just didn't know that this milestone was coming up of 50 years of teaching there at uh, Lincoln Christian and heard about the celebration. I'm kind of bummed out because I heard about it after the fact. Otherwise, I would have been there celebrating with you, but we get to celebrate a little bit today. I've been celebrating a lot since then, and just my heart's overflowing with the grace of God and mm. gratefulness to Him. Man, 50 years at anything is such a milestone, you know? You got to be alive, number one, right? You got to live that long, and uh, you got to love what you do, like, and be committed. So there's like some passion, some love that's there reflected in 50 years. There's character of commitment that's there for 50 years, and there's some competence because they didn't fire you, like, anywhere along the way, Right, so so, <laughs> so, commu- so so it communicates that you do what you do well. So, do you feel that? I really am sensing it more and more. You know, as you go day by day, you don't think, "Oh, I'm going to be here for 50 years." <laughs> and I remember thinking, my dad had been at Grace Bible Institute for 27 years, and I thought that was so long. <laughs> and here, God's grace has carried me all the way through here. I am so. Hmm. So glad for his grace. You know, it's interesting, Phil, as you talk and as we kind of dive into your story some, because I'd say I was I was very similar in that because, you know, a lot of times you hear in the world today, like, eh, this isn't wrong necessarily. Like, set goals and achieve those goals and pursue those goals, which that's not bad. That's a way of doing things. But my life has definitely been far more reflective of yours, where it's like, oh, I was just taking the next step of what God seemed to be putting in front of me. I would have never thought I was going to be on the radio, that's for sure. And to, you know, kind of found a radio ministry. And like, no, that was nowhere close to my plans. It was, like you said, step by step, following what God was putting in next, being trying to be faithful there and opening up the next door and it leads to the next thing. So, which it's been a hoot, <laughs> if I can say that. It's been, it's been quite the ride, which it sounds like yours has been as well. Hey, yeah, I got to tell you this one. This is a little first grader wrote this song and it's it's so simple it's fun it goes every day is the best day of my life hmm. every day is the best day of my life i'm living learning laughing growing uh, growing every day you know every day is the best day of yeah, my that's life awesome. you're the lord <laughs> oh, the first grader did that? Yes. They wow. didn't write the music. I, I write the music, but she wrote this little poem that went all, I'm up all night long dancing and doing cheer and everything because every day is the best day. Clearly part of what you do with your students, young, like early elementary age kids, encouraging them to write songs. I did have a teacher who's at Lincoln Christian School who I did have songwriting as one of the things, and she said that she still sings the song she wrote in sixth grade to her children, but they just come out of life. I write songs. I think that's a big part of it. 
I've written a song called Choose God's Way, which has kind of become our theme for the school. I'm going to choose God's way every day. I'll seek his wisdom and then I'll obey. I'm going to choose God's way every day, following Christ my Savior. And we do that from preschool all the way up and hmm. a kind of melody that ties in with the theme. And so I write Bible verse songs. We have a new theme each year that the high schoolers choose, and then I write songs that tie in with that. And I think it just is catchy, you know, you write songs. that, And then one kid writes songs. That's, I think, what's happened. I say, here's a song that a sixth grader wrote. And so I have these first graders writing these poems. That, here's a song. Here's a song I wrote. And I say, sing it to me. And sometimes, uh, da, 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 da. you know, there's no particular direction right. to the melody. But they have a song in their heart. And they're doing scripture and truth, and it's all about God and their relationship with Him. Phil, so again, we were talking about kind of your progression. At what point did you decide that education was a good fit, and what motivated you to pretty much hunker down and stay in education? I think that's another thing that's a little different about me. It's kind of like a plant. You have this seed, and then it starts blossoming out and getting bigger and bigger. And a big thing is that so many people have invested in my life, have watered the seed of teaching. And that, and I see that every day I get to work truth into the children's lives, and I do it through music and through the word. Yeah, what I hear in your story, Phil, which is the end, so cool, and uh, so lacking somewhat in the, in the trajectory of the world today, just being faithful where God planted you. Contentment, Paul talks a lot about oh, contentment. Amen. that's for sure. Just being content, and then faith-filledness of just going, yeah, God, you're gonna do what you wanna do through my life right where I'm at, there isn't something I'm missing, like so there's this whole walk of faith, faithfulness, and contentment that then guided your life and, and kept you planted. There's something that gets unlocked the longer you're at a particular location in a particular role that so many people today don't ever get a chance to experience. There's just a beauty and a richness and a depth and a momentum building and therefore impact that happens that, man, it's so rare to get it unlocked these days. So again, that's why I was super excited to talk to you today because that's been you. That 50th anniversary uh, celebration has unlocked in me a thankfulness. Mm. I hope other people get a chance to just go through their life and look back and say, um, I mean, I'm not dying. I <laughs> started developing a series of uh, using the letter P for Philip's life, a word I kind of settled in. I couldn't put all the rest of the things that I had, power, preparation, uh, purity, uh, providence. The one was passion that I kind of settled. I have a passion for music and a passion for children. That tied in with the education mm -hmm. so much. I just love working with kids. You know, it's really quite wonderful to to love children and, and have them love back. That's beautiful simplicity. I'm I'm kind of simple, and that fits fits very well with uh, teaching. And then just that interaction, passion for uh, my wife, for music, for uh, God Himself. And each year, there's a new vision of well, this year particularly driving to school. A vision of the the power of the Holy Spirit. As I drive to school, I say, Holy Spirit, you know, just take my life. Part of that is I'm thinking God's words towards me, like I hear God saying towards me, this is, Bill, I love you. I want to use your life today. Um, 
No, that is what his word is become much more personal. So I'm, I keep growing. It's wonderful. Tell me about even through this 50 year celebration, I'm sure you've had a number of students kind of come back or comment to you. What's been one of the, a couple of the most encouraging comments that, you, that you've heard from your former students through this 50 year celebration? The fact that they are carrying on making music mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, they remember some of the songs that I taught them. Mm-hmm. Oh, one young man who uh, had learned the song Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe, wrote that they had just sung it to their daughter before they went wow. to school, uh, before they went to work, and uh, that they're putting that music into their children's lives as well. That's That was really encouraging. That when they sing back the songs that were important to you, they remember the musical. One, one, uh, one of the secretaries on our staff was in a musical, and she still remembers the rap that was in it. <laughs> Uh, just that they remember the truths that God has placed in their lives, because that's one of the reasons of music. I don't even remember the story from the Bible where Moses wrote a song. So the children of Israel, when they went away from the Lord, they would be reminded what they had in the Lord, not necessarily so that they will be guilty about that. I mean, that would be the reason on that one, but so that they can be encouraged. And just making contact again with these young people who are still, there's a gal, they just celebrate their 40th anniversary. They were my students and just praising God that they are still together. You know, seeing another young man who he's leading a mission and to see people whose lives just count for God. I see the generation above the ones that I have who were at the school and they're raising their kids in godly ways. You know, Phil, you said something a moment ago that uh, really struck me of the power potential that parents have in investing in their kids when they're young in terms of music and truth-based music. Because so one of the things that we have kind of a running thing in our house, and I didn't know Jesus until I was right after, right after my freshman year in, in college. So like all those early years, I was listening to secular music. I'm 59, so the music was far more mild than, than it is today. So it wasn't like wasn't like disgusting and raunchy music or anything, but it was just secular music. Still to this day, my kids are like, man, how many songs do you have in your head? Because something would come up that would trigger a song that I used to know, but it was just secular stuff. And so it's more, it's always been fun stuff, which is fine. So I think about that experience of all those had been, you know, Christian based, truth based songs, so that when those things come up, you know, those situations in life come up, those songs would have, would be coming back to me because I wasn't kind of raised in the faith and Christian music. That's not what I have to pull from. That's a powerful thing to, for parents to think about. For a person who's been in music all this time and, and have all these hymns and songs, one of my challenges is to make sure I'm thinking when I'm singing. And I think mm. that's a challenge to everyone. Like at church, I've been working much harder at thinking while I'm singing. Mm. I came to my mind when our men's Bible group were singing day by day, day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. I mean, it's a song that I've had memorized for years, but just letting that truth just flow over me mm. rather than just enjoying the melody and the fellowship with the other believers, but letting the truth speak to me right there among other believers. It's Music is such an amazing thing that we can worship God together with it. We lift each other up. God gave us a wonderful gift, mm. but uh, a big part of it is singing with understanding as well as joy. Phil, you mentioned earlier kind of a reference to kind of music in Scripture. What's a couple of Scriptures that you kind of go, this as far as God's perspective, God's usage, God bringing music to the table from a biblical lens. This is why he gave music. You started in the Psalms. He hath put a new song 
in my mouth, a song of praise to our God, many shall see it mm. and trust in the Lord. I think there's the testimony aspect of music, building one another up with psalms and hymns, teaching and one another in uh, Ephesians or in Colossians, one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So we are building truth into each other. One of the things we do in our men's group is uh, to sing. That's a part of that, that building up. Uh, Jesus sang, you know, before he went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, they sang a praise song. So if Jesus sings, and then uh, he says, let all the earth praise him, let every, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. It's a call to everyone. If, you know, that we are not called to do a lot of things together, a lot of the things we do, we've not been called to definitely in scripture, but we are called to sing a new song to the Lord and to uh, to give praise to him. And Revelation, oh, sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's majesty. There we have uh, the song of heaven, of praise to God, and we are going to be singing in heaven hmm. to people who say, oh, I don't like to sing, or I don't like, <laughs> you know. And uh, that's another really guiding factor in my teaching. My two goals are to teach kids uh, how to sing, in other words, how to sing on tune and uh, how to make good sounds, and then how to read music so they can enjoy the benefits uh, of music, of having a song, and not they don't have to go through life saying, well, I can't sing, or I'll just make an ugly sound, but I'm going to make a joyful noise. <laughs> I'd rather have them just uh, enjoy their own voice and mm. the voices of others around them. That kind of ties back to the education all right. the way back to where we started from. Yeah, so good. Then you'll get to, to help people sing. I've helped people all the way to like 65 years old learn how to sing for the first time. Mm. It's a joy to have to help people to sing. 